Al-Bayan Radio presents The Life of Prophet Muhammad, Peace be upon him Presented by Nidal Ayyubi Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Continue our lessons on the seerah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The next thing we we'll speak about is the first revelation Before that he had grown tired of what was happening in Mecca from the trade, the bad manners, the immoral behavior, the idol worship. And he had, as we said, he had started getting true visions and other signs of prophethood. And he started to love to be alone in worship and pondering. Prophet was 40 years old. And as we said, he was going to the Hira cave. And it was a Monday, deep in thought, reflecting upon Allah. What happened? He was visited by the angel Jibreel. He didn't know it was the angel Jibreel. So the angel entered upon him and ordered him to do what? To Iqra. Iqra. As we know, Iqra can mean read, it can mean also recite. So the Prophet he said about this moment, Islam mentioned an authentic narration that the angel took, took me and embraced me tightly until I was exhausted. Then he released me and commanded me to read Iqra. He saw Allah, وسلم, what did he say? Ma ana biqari. I cannot read. I cannot recite. Prophet could not read or write, as we will discuss. Prophet he told us this was done to him three times. Three times. Read, I cannot read. Or recite, I cannot recite. So he said, he squeezed me in his embrace again and ordered me to read. I said, for the third time, I cannot read. I cannot recite. So after he squeezed it for the final time, he released him. And the first few ayat were revealed of the Qur'an, which was world-changing. Not only did it change the Prophet Muhammad it changed the world completely. And we know the first five ayat, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is what the angel recited, Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq, khalaq al-insana min alaq, Iqra' wa rabbuka al-akram, alladhi allama bil-qalam, allama al-insana ma lam ya'lam. Recite in the name of your Lord, he created man from a clot of blood. Recite and your Lord is most bountiful or most generous, who has taught by the pen, taught man what he knew not. So the Prophet repeated these verses and was filled with fear and terror. And we'll speak about these verses in a bit more detail soon, inshallah. So he returned to his wife with his heart pounding heart. He returned to her and what did he say? The famous words that you all know, Zammiruni. Zammiluni. Cover me, cover me. He said he was in a state of fear. So she bring a cloak or a blanket and she spread it over him. When the intensity of the fear decreased, he told her what he had seen and heard. She tried to calm him down and reassured him with what we said before, when he thought he had been harmed, before something had happened to him. He said, by Allah, never. Allah will never disgrace you. You join the relations of the family. You bear the burden of the weak. You help the poor and needy, you serve the guests generously, and you bear or go through hardship in the path of truthfulness. What a beautiful description of the Prophet ﷺ. What beautiful words of Khadija. And look at the reassurance he gave him. Then Khadija anha took him to her cousin, Waraka bin Nawfal, who was an old man, and he used to read the scriptures and translate them. And he was well versed in, in the scriptures. So the Prophet ﷺ told him what had happened in the cave. And Waraka said to him, this is a Namus. Anyone know who a Namus is? 
What's namus? Or who's a namus? And what does it mean in Arabic? A namus is sahib al-sir, one who had secrets or holds secrets or protects secrets. And here it's referring to the angel who's entrusted with the divine wahi, the revelation. It's referring to Jibreel alayhi salam, the angel Jibreel. He said it is namus. What is a namus that Allah sent to Musa? Then he said some amazing words which showed his understanding of religion. He said, I wish I were younger and able to live to reach the time when your people will drive you out, will expel you. Prophet was taken back by these words. He said, will they drive me out? Will they expel me? Oraka said, yes. Then he gave his reasoning why. He said, yes, anyone who came with something similar to what you have brought was treated with hostility. And if I should be alive until that day, I would support you strongly. And as we know, he died a short time later. So the reassurance of Khadija and the understanding and wisdom, the understanding and wisdom of Waraka helped to calm and helped to remove the fear and raise the spirit of the Prophet wasallam. Now a lot of times when we teach Sirah, they always ask what happened to Waraka. There are many reports regarding him, many of them weak, but the ulama said when they're brought together, it indicates that he died as a believer and he will be from the people of paradise. Wallahu a'lam. Wallahu a'lam. Now, the ulama, next they discuss a period which is known as the pause in revelation. The pause in revelation or interruption of revelation. And it happened for a short time, not too long. And the Prophet was affected by this. He was upset by this. So he was in some sort of depression or confusion. Why didn't I receive the next revelation? He did not know why he didn't receive the second revelation. But there are many wisdoms for this, as the ulama have said. The cause of revelation is that he made the Prophet yearn, want, look forward to the next revelation. And also, he told the Prophet that everything is in the hands of Allah. Allah will send down revelation when he wants. And this is what Ibn Hajar mentions, Rahimullah. He said, the letting up or the pausing of revelation means that it is stopped coming down for a period of time. And the reason why it happened was to allow enough time for the terror or the fear that had seized the Prophet to depart and to make him long for the return of the revelation, as he mentions in Fath al-Dari. And there are other reasons why, but the revelation paused and then the Prophet received the next revelation, which was... You can tell us the next revelation. There is some discussion amongst the ulama. So we have the first five verses of Surah Ikra, Surah 96. Then we have the start of Surah Al-Muddathir. Surah Al-Muddathir. What does Allah say to him? Firstly, Prophet ﷺ, he described the second revelation. He said, while I was walking, I heard a sound from the sky. I looked up and I saw the same angel who visited me in the cave of Hira. He was sitting on a chair or a throne and basically covered the earth and the sky. You can imagine yourself if you were to be walking and you looked up and you saw something like that, what would happen? In some reports it mentions the Prophet actually fainted. He lost consciousness. So he felt very afraid and knelt on the ground. He then went home and once again he said, cover me, cover me. Then the next revelation came. Ya ayyuhal muddathir, kum fa'anvir, wa rabbaka fa'kabbir, wa thiyabaka fa'tahir, 
والرجز فهجر ولا تمنون تستكثر فلربك فاصبر Are you who covers himself with a garment or with a cloak? Arise and warn, give warning and proclaim the greatness of your Lord. Purify your garments, keep away from all filth. Do not do favor to acquire more and be steadfast or be patient in your Lord's cause. So from that point onwards, as the Prophet tells us, the Sahaba tell us the revelation came frequently and regularly. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah